today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. I'm going to try to dissect this really quickly for you before we get to our next guest. But uh, uh, something to be aware of, uh, 1,050 new cases in Ontario. Halton has moved into the number three spot with 86 new cases today. Uh, only Toronto and Peel are ahead of Halton. Uh, Halton with 86 cases. Uh, York has 76. Durham with 57. Hamilton and Ottawa tied with 34 cases. So Ottawa theoretically was still in a hot zone and they're almost, uh, Halton has almost three times the amount of cases uh, that Ottawa has, a former hotspot. Uh, 31 in Niagara. So as a result of that, the stage one, two, and three thing has been changed. So this is a more surgical approach, for lack of a better word. A uh, new framework so they can tighten measures in some areas and loosen them in others where it's not needed. So the level are prevent, which most of Ontario is in, protect, which is strengthening, restrict, even tighter measures, control, even tighter, and then a final lockdown. Uh, most regions are in Ontario are in the first level, which is prevent. Brant, Hamilton, Durham, Halton are in the protect level, okay, which is also eastern Ontario, uh, Ottawa, Peel, and Toronto, and York. They are in the restrict level, but will come back to the protect level, with the exception of Toronto. (laughs) making this more complicated. Coming up on Friday. So right now, as it stands, the most of Ontario is in the first category, which is protect, sorry, prevent, prevent, the first level. Uh, Then the second is protect, which is where Brant, Hamilton, Durham, and Halton are right now, and where Eastern Ontario, Ottawa, and Peel, and York will move to on Friday. Toronto's going to stay in that upper level for one more week. So there you have it, uh, as best I can explain it, uh, making the categories a bit more, um, uh, just well, expanding them. So they're a bit more detailed, and it, it's not so much a blanket approach, but a more uh, refined approach to uh, the reaction in regard to uh, COVID-19, whether it's opening things up or whether it is uh, shutting things down. All right, let's move on. Uh, we've talked about how we're not going to get out of this, and it's, it's, we're going to be in, in these different levels uh, until there is a vaccination. But then what happens once a vaccination has arrived? Let's bring in Maya Goldenberg, Associate Professor, Department of uh, Philosophy, University of Guelph, and is with us now. Uh, Maya, thank you for the time. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing okay, thanks. We've all said, you know, my goodness, once a vaccine gets here, whatever that new normal is, hopefully we'll return uh, or go get to some sense of normalcy. But once it is available and it's ready to go into the arms, where are we going to be? What's going to happen? Is this going to be as easy as everybody line up to the right? Uh, It's almost for sure not going to be like that. We entered uh, uh, this pandemic Uh, with prior vaccine hesitancy about different vaccines, of course, but there was no reason to think that the COVID vaccine would somehow have smooth sailing and everybody would want it. Because this has directly affected us, though, Maya, because, you know, we're we're directly feeling the result of all this. Would that change attitudes? Uh, It doesn't. It's going to change the attitudes for some people. Some people will feel um, a great need to get this vaccine. Others are actually, because of the great needs surrounding it and the, the dire conditions that many of us are living in, that actually might make them 
more resistance. So it can actually pull in different directions. We know from research into a vaccine hesitancy around childhood vaccines that, let's say, living in the midst of a measles outbreak or a whooping cough outbreak doesn't necessarily change people's minds about uh, to change people's minds or attitudes around vaccines. Some will feel compelled to do it because the danger is more imminent, but others will dig their heels in and say, uh, say, we will learn to live with this infectious disease. Will or is this vaccination, is it different than those others that have uh, people concerned? Yes, it is different. Uh, one is we've never had this situation before where we're talking about vaccine hesitancy around a vaccine that isn't hasn't even been invented yet. It's always been around vaccines that are already uh, available, some with long-term data, some newer ones, but never hasn't been invented yet. So the anticipation of it uh, complicates the situation because all the attitudes and, and things that people are saying, all the surveys of Canadians saying, I'll definitely get a COVID vaccine, and this number of Canadians say they don't, it's all largely speculation because no one knows what exactly what we're going to do once we get it. We don't even know exactly what we're going to get. Could the opposite happen here, Maya? In other words, um, you know, many of the younger generation is reluctant to uh, take part in vaccines simply because they're, you know, they weren't living uh, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 years ago when these uh, vaccines actually saved lives. And, and we saw the direct uh, the direct influence that they can have. Older generations, remember that younger, perhaps taking it uh, for granted and relying too much on the herd mentality. Could something like this, where this generation is actually exposed to something like this, so it's there in real life as opposed to just a story the grandparents tell, that this might even change people's opinion on vaccination? Uh, that is possible, but it could also go uh, in other directions, too. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's so many complicating factors around people's feelings and attitudes around not just about vaccines, but about the COVID pandemic in general. Some people think we don't need a vaccine. We should be able to learn to live with it. Uh, some people think that every COVID intervention that's been introduced through governments is some kind of government overreach. So there's so many uh, values and conflicting positions that are that are coming together that it's, it's, it's actually hard to tease it out. I would I'd, I'd love to be the person that can tell you this is what's going to happen. But uh, uh, vaccines are very political and they're never just about vaccines alone. They're telling they're 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 signaling a lot of things about how much people trust in scientific experts in the government, um, how how confident people feel about uh, the COVID response, all those things are tied into the attitudes around the COVID vaccine. Uh, obviously, healthy discussion is valuable, but how did we get to this point? Which part of the, well, first well, of all, well, people are just so hysterical about things that, that could help them. Well, um, because there is at least some historical considerations here where uh, things that were supposed to help us actually hurt us. So there's right. it's not irrational to, no. to worry mm-hmm. about, let's say, uh, you know, the fact that we're rushing this vaccine. Is there a reason to think that there's been a corners cut that shouldn't have been cut? Um, uh, so far, we're being told that everything is being done carefully and that this isn't a rush to just to be the first and with no consideration of, of public health. But of course, that that concern is live and it's also being amplified on the uh, through social media and the Internet. People also have a lot of uh internet access and at least during lockdown periods a lot of time to be on the internet so people are finding all kinds of 
uh, strange ideas and communities and connections that they didn't have before. So, so the, the discourse gets very complicated because of that. Maya, we're out of time now, but we certainly will have this uh, continue this discussion as obviously a vaccination gets closer because this is it's going to be fascinating to watch our attention move from where it is now to do we actually roll up the sleeve. Maya Goldenberg has been with us, Associate Professor, Department of Philosophy, University of Guelph, talking about when a vaccine finally arrives. Maya, thanks for the time. Be well. Thank you. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML.